Welcome to Prosedia. Today is Monday, the 29th of January, 2018. It was on this day in 1845 that Edgar Allan Poe's narrative poem, The Raven, was first published in the New York Evening Mirror. The poem is often noted for its musicality, stylized language, and supernatural atmosphere. It tells of a talking raven's mysterious visit to a distraught lover, tracing the man's slow fall into madness. The lover, often identified as being a student, is lamenting the loss of his love Lenore. Sitting on a bust of Pallas, the raven seems to further instigate his distress with the constant repetition of the word, nevermore. The poem makes use of folk, mythological, religious, and classical references. Poe claimed to have written the poem, logically and methodically, intending to create a poem that would appeal to both critical and popular tastes. He later explained this in an essay, The Philosophy of Composition. Publication of the poem made Poe popular in his lifetime, although it did not bring him much financial success. The poem was soon reprinted, parodied, and illustrated. Critical opinion is divided as to the poem's literary status, but nevertheless, it remains one of the most famous poems ever written. And it's the birthday of the man who said, Comedy is serious business, actor W.C. Fields, born in Darby, Pennsylvania, 1880. He wrote screenplays, including The Bank Dick, Never Give a Sucker an Even Break, and You Can't Cheat an Honest Man. As a child, he had run away from home, he stole to survive, got into a lot of fistfights, and was arrested often. He was a fabulously skilled juggler, and at 14, he honed his juggling act and joined a carnival. He went from juggling to doing a witty comedic routine, and then to acting in films. He toured quite a bit, and the more famous he became, the more he drank. When he was filming movies, he kept a flask of mixed martinis near at hand, and often referred to it as his pineapple juice. He often quipped about his own drinking, saying things like, once, during Prohibition, I was forced to live for days on nothing but food and water. And everyone must believe in something, and I believe I'll have another drink. And finally, if I had to live life over, I'd live it over a saloon. And here's a poem for today, Ode on the Death of a Favorite Cat, by Thomas Gray. T'was on a lofty vase's side where China's gayest art had dyed the azure flowers that blow. Demurest of the tabby kind, the pensive Salima reclined, gazed on the lake below. Her conscious tale her joy declared, the fair round face, the snowy beard, the velvet of her paws, her coat, that with the tortoise vies, her ears of jet and emerald eyes, she saw and purred applause. Still had she gazed, but midst the tide, two angel forms were seen to glide, the genie of the stream, their scaly armor's Tyrian hue, through richest purple to the view, betrayed a golden gleam. The hapless nymph with wonder saw a whisker first, and then a claw, with many an ardent wish, she stretched in vain to reach the prize, what female heart can gold despise, what cats averse to fish. Presumptuous maid, with looks intent, again she stretched, Again she bent, nor knew the gulf between. Malignant fate sat by and smiled. The slippery verge her feet beguiled. She tumbled headlong in. Eight times emerging from the flood, she mewed to every watery god some speedy aid to send. No dolphin came, no nereid stirred, nor cruel Tom, nor Susan heard. A favorite has no friend. From hence ye beauties undeceived, no one false step is never retrieved, and be with caution bold. Not all that tempts your wandering eyes and heedless hearts is lawful prize, nor all that glisters gold.
Ode on the Death of a Favorite Cat by Thomas Gray. And that's all for Presetia. My name is Kareem Elazhari, and remember, tell Beauty you think so.